Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. WinNZ has one awesome summer lined up for you. This is The Serve with Ricardo Ball on SENZ. This is SENZ and this is the serve with one New Zealand, the official sponsor of the ASB Classic on uh, in Auckland this January. And joining us on the serve today in studio is uh, New Zealand's top tennis export, Mike Venus. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, doing good. Thanks. Yourself? Yeah, good, mate. Good. And uh, good to be home? Yeah, it's uh, always a great time of year for us. Uh, you know, we spend 11 months of the year overseas, so got two young girls so for them to come back and spend time with their grandparents and uh, cousins it's uh, really special for us yeah uh, how how old are the girls uh four and uh georgia turns two in april all oh, right okay so yeah yeah that age i mean I, I suppose one of the things you have to think about in terms of where you base yourself as the kids get a bit older is about education schooling all that stuff have you have you, have you sort of gone gone there yet yeah, that's kind of uh, our next our next phase is trying to work through that. Um, yeah, we've we've looked at a few different possibilities, and uh, I think while I'm while I'm still playing, uh, it's, uh, it makes sense to continue to you know be in London and and base there, uh, and then we can spend more time together as a family. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, with the the way the European swing works, right? I mean, you're there more often than not in Europe. Yeah, so. After Australia finishes, there's a few weeks there, uh, do a month in the States and then basically in Europe until um, uh, after Wimbledon. Um, And then after the US swing, there's some more tournaments to finish the year in Europe. So uh, it's just kind of the prime place to be uh, based. Yeah, well, what, and what have you been doing since you've been back, mate? I mean, you know, you, you're away so so long, so often. I mean, where did you grow up and where's the one place you have to go to every time you come back? Yeah, so I grew up on the North Shore. Yeah. Um, and we've just been catching up with uh, with family. So I'm one of four. I've got three older sisters, and, and they've all got kids. And uh, my wife, Sally, she's uh, one of four also. Um, so by the time you catch up with everyone and, um, you know, everyone's all in different places and that, uh, that's kind of the main thing and, and just trying to, um, you know, enjoy enjoy seeing everyone again. Yeah. What about a, a spot? Is there a, is there a particular beach or a particular place that you, you, you sort of, like, think, oh, yeah, I can't wait to get back there and just kick back? Yeah, so I went to Murray's Bay Primary, Murray's Bay Intermediate and Rangitoto College. So going down, you know, Murray's Bay, Murray Bay, uh, you know, it does bring back a lot of memories and, and, and just kind of, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a, a good vibe when, when down there. Yeah, well, you've got a lot of family, as you mentioned. But, I mean, in, the, in this off-season with the, with the family, what is somebody who, I mean, because a, a lot of us come tennis, uh, come summer, get out the tennis rack and go for a hit is something we do for a bit of R&R. But what do you do for a bit of R&R? Yeah, um, I actually I like to kind of stay busy and, and do things. So um, whether it's jumping in the pool with the with the kids, um, you know, going exploring, finding different parks, just doing things. Um, you know, I like to always kind of be active and, and doing something. And uh, you know, I'm away from the the family a fair bit traveling. So whenever I'm around, I like to just kind of you know try and put the phone away and, and just spend as much time. With him as I can. Yeah, nice, nice. So you, you haven't, you, you never, you never sort of picked the uh, the surfboard up or anything like that. 
So one of my sisters actually lives in Waihee Beach. So, uh, you know, and they all surf and, and quite good. So I try and have a go when I'm down there, but uh, not much chop uh, when you spend a year in between each time when you, when you get out there. Yeah, yeah, you need to practice it more than once a year, right? Yeah, like yeah. most things. <laughs> like anything, yeah, like anything. Um, how, how do you rate this year for you? How's, how's 2020 been? 2022, I should say. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it was good. Uh, you always want it to be better. Mm-hmm. Um, would like to, you know, finish further up the rankings. Um, it was a little bit broken uh, in terms of my partner had some injuries um, and we we didn't play consistently as many tournaments as we, we would have liked. Um, but, you know, that's part of sport and, and dealing with that. So I felt like I've improved some areas um, and it's just a matter of building from that and, and hopefully trying to uh, do better next year. Yeah, I mean, Tim, uh, you, your doubles partner, you, you, you're you no longer uh, partnering with him for, for next year. Um, so... I mean, I know you, you're ranking, I think you were as high as six at one point. You're about 16 now. So what's the what's the goal for 2023? Yeah, I think the first one, uh, so playing with a new partner, uh, Jamie Murray. Um, so that's exciting. And, and I think the first goal as a team is you want to make the tour finals. Uh, you know, we missed out by one spot this year. We were in a good position and, uh, you know, just didn't have any results in the last few tournaments. So that was kind of on us. So. Uh, yeah, first thing is tour finals, and then um, you know, obviously the big tournaments is is what you look at the calendar and your circle, and you want to do well at. So, uh, you know, work back from that, and and we just got to get on the court and and see what works well for us and what we need to improve, and and just go about it. Do you when you look at a, a partner? I mean, like Jamie's done everything. I mean, he's what had five hundred tour wins, etc. Do you look at when prospective partners and see how you can complement each other, or are the roles pretty similar um, in doubles now? Yeah, no, I think you look at, uh, I think for me actually now looking at the big thing is personality and how you kind of, um, you clash together and, and can work together. Um, and if you've got the same kind of philosophy on how to go about things and, uh, and, and how you want to work together as a team, I think you can kind of make, make the other little things work. Uh, but without having that bit in place... Uh, it can be really tricky to kind of come together as a team and, and get those consistent results. Mm. I mean, we, we hear about, you know, double, a doubles partnership. What does that really mean? I mean, how much time are you spending together? Yeah, you, it's almost like a relationship. You, you spend a lot of time together. When you're at tournaments, uh, you know, you're at breakfast, lunch, dinner with the person, you're on court with them. Um, you're in the physio rooms, they might be there, you're in the gym. Um, so you're constantly seeing them and, and around them. So... Uh, you know, having that understanding of how they go about things, what works for them, and also personality-wise, uh, to not let, I guess, each other irritate you and, and be able to talk about those things. Uh, it's really important. So those things that potentially, um, yeah, irritate you, they don't, you know, fester and then on court uh, cause problems that they shouldn't. Now, given you're based in London, right, does t- partnering with Jamie, do you think, open more doors for you commercially as well? Sponsorships, things like that, just because with the British public, British media, you'll be more visible? Uh, I mean, potentially, but I think they'd all, they'd all want to be on him. Uh, <laughs> and I think he's, he does a very good job of that himself. So, uh, yeah, I think for me being in London and, and playing with him, kind of the bonus is actually being able to actually practice together in between tournaments also. So you've, uh, you're not going to play a tournament, potentially it doesn't go well, you split away for a week to go home and then you come back to the tournament and, and maybe you haven't been able to work on those couple things that uh, didn't go so well. Uh, you know, it gives you that time to continue to improve and, and work together as a team. As you look at it now, um, obviously you, you're probably trying to keep your head out of head out of it at the moment, but as 
you know, when you th- when you thought about teaming up with Jamie and that that was going to be a thing, what was the one thing you thought? Well, this is going to take this off my plate, and the other thing you thought, well, this is something that I, I have to work on if I'm going to play with him. Yeah, so <clears throat> playing with him, uh, he has a very, I guess, unique game compared to a lot of the other guys. He's he's very precise about what he does. He changes the speed, um, and he understands the doubles game really well. Um, so I think playing with him it allows me to kind of uh, free up and, and continue to be aggressive and, and be myself um, out there. And, and he, he will change the speed and, and make it uncomfortable for the guy. So I think we're a really good blend. Uh, so that was kind of the, the major thing that I thought would work really well as a team. Uh, and we actually, Tim was injured a, f- a couple of weeks earlier this year. So we played a few tournaments together and, and it just felt right being out on the court. So, uh, yeah, here's hoping that it can uh, go well next year. Yeah, indeed. Oh, we had a, actually had texts come through from Richard. You can get your texts through if you've got a question for Mike. We'll uh, endeavour to get them all to him. But uh, uh, welcome home, Mike. Uh, have you had a scoony with your good mate Kyrgios lately? <laughs> uh, you know, I, I see Nick at the tournaments. There's, uh, uh, I mean, we we say hi and and that. There's, I wouldn't say. You know, we're not going to sit down and have lunch together. Uh, but I don't think we were ever really going to do that beforehand. Um, but yeah, I mean. Uh, you know these things happen. He's obviously had a had a great year and and bounced on from um, you know winning the Aussie Open doubles earlier in the year. Uh, but I mean, what he's doing with how good he is in that, the, you kind of um, you would think he would consistently be doing doing that. So uh, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to see him uh, you know have an even better year next year. This comes off the back of Cam Norrie was on our breakfast show, yep. having a having a chat to the breakfast boys Izzy and Kempy, and uh, Kyrgios walked past and said hi and Cam was like here's Nick and they were in Saudi Arabia and Nick was like can't find any scoonies there's no scoonies in Saudi Arabia hence that question hence that uh, question okay, okay. give you okay. give you some background there Mike okay. yeah um now I want to ask you too about the ASB Classic um and I mean it's the Auckland ATP tournament it's been called a few different things over the years but how important is it for New Zealand tennis and how important was it for you as a kid yeah, I remember, um, you know, being as a, a kid, it was the uh, the one time you got to see the professionals live. Um, you got to see, you could go out to the back on the practice court, see kind of how they go about things and, and watching their matches and, and seeing, uh, you know, how exciting it is. And, you know, you'd go home and kind of dream about, you know, hopefully one day being able to play there in, in that environment. So, uh, you know, I think it's it's great for the kids uh to be able to experience and see and, and give them something to um, strive towards. Yeah, totally, man. I mean, that was uh, – have you got memories of being there as a kid or, and, and watching? Is there any certain players or any certain thing that, that stood out that sticks with you? Not one particular memory. I, I remember looking back, uh, you know, being in the yacht stand and you'd be there for the day and you'd kind of watch and then, you know, run around with some of your friends and that there. And, uh, you know, it used to be – a bit of a different setup there where the courts, the outer courts were a bit lower and you'd be sitting up above looking down and, and that was quite unique. Uh, you know, you didn't really see see that anywhere else in that. So, uh, yeah, it was just kind of the whole uh, the whole environment that I remember. Yeah, it's a, it was a great environment there. It's always good fun getting along. I remember going a few years ago when Anna Kornikova came and there was a plumber from down the line whose name escapes me now, but I was at another radio station then, and he put a team together. They called themselves the Ugly Annas, and it was all dudes with Anna Kornikova wigs, and they had this box and went and watched that. Oh, yeah, it was just a, it was a good time. I mean, it's not party-party, but it's, yeah. it's a good time. You have a, a couple of drinks, get some sunshine, watch some quality tennis. Yeah, I mean... 
going throughout the the rest of the year, all the other tournaments, I would say the uh, the atmosphere at, at this tournament um, for the level of it is 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 at the the top. It, it would be the best, and all the players you'll speak to, um, th- they would attest to that. And, and and I think the the fans really get get a lot out of it and enjoy it also. So it's really a special event that they have, and uh, you know it's great that it's back on the calendar. Yeah. Now I. When you walked in, I saw the shirt you were wearing, and I'm like, I love that shirt. Uh, uh, tell us a bit about your sponsor, Hydrogen, because uh, this is kind of is looks like you could have worn it at the front row, Guns and Roses, on the weekend. <laughs> yeah, so um, Hydrogen, it's an Italian brand, um, and uh, if you've seen some of the outfits throughout the year, they're they're quite, um, I guess, out there, especially for tennis. Yeah. Um, some very different designs and things, and uh, yeah, I've I've been lucky enough to be with them for. For three years and and had some uh, you know some great outfits. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, you can't see it. It's black. It's got a gold skull on it. It's got gold stars on it. It's it's pretty rock and roll. And I mean, given that he's uh, it's an Italian brand, hydrogen. Is that tie in in any way to the fact that you've got sells pizza on the sleeve as well? I mean, you're just <laughs> trying to tie everything together here. Yeah. So I'm I'm been lucky enough I've been with Sales Pizza for um, I think three or four years now, uh, and they've been amazing. I've I've known uh, Nick Turner for. Um, since I was extremely young, and and he actually coached me for for a little while when I was younger, and and that so it's great to be able to uh, be be part of their brand, and and, and it's something that uh, I find really special. Yeah. All right, mate. Let's uh, get to know you a bit better, Nick, before before we let you go. So a few questions for you. A few questions for you. If I grab your phone now and had a look at the uh, open Spotify, mate, what's the what's the last song you, you played? Uh, if you open that right now, it'd be uh, Cinderella bedtime stories. <laughs> uh, if if you weren't having to put the kids to sleep, what do you what would be on there? What, what what's the playlist? Uh, to be honest, I'm music is not the the hugest thing for me. Yeah. Uh, so I listen to actually I listen to anything. So I'm not whatever's on is on, and I just kind of go with it. And and that I'm kind of the one who sits in the car and just goes along with uh, with what's on there. Let, let someone else take control exactly. of the playlist. Yeah, yeah all right. Uh, now, you probably answer this question uh, with your sleeve sponsor, but you've got a chilled night at home with the family <laughs> and you can have a cheap meal. Uh, it's going to be sales in it, but what, what's, what's your topping? What's your, what's your favourite p- pizza topping? Well, to be honest, my favourite is actually the garlic knots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I get stuck into those first, and normally I have quite a few, and then uh, you know how big the slices of pizza are, <laughs> and you start yeah. eyeing those up, and you realise uh, you know, you're in a bit of trouble. So, uh, yeah, it, it always starts with the garlic knots for me. <laughs> the garlic knots get yeah. you in trouble, yeah. mate, every time, eh? Yeah, every yeah, time. Every yeah. time. Uh, what about if you've got a... Um, uh, th- that night with the family on the... Well, maybe not with the family. Maybe the kids are asleep, or the kids are at grandma's. What's on the TV? Have you got a series that you follow or a favourite movie? Uh, you know, we jump between a few different series on Netflix if there's yeah. something on. Um, but, yeah, that, no, there's nothing in particular. I love watching sport. I could sit there and watch anything, uh, anytime. doesn't matter what it is, uh, and I'd be into it. Uh, my wife, she enjoys some sports but yeah. doesn't quite have the same uh, the same level. So, uh, yeah, it's, I guess it's trying to find a balance of, uh, of of what we both want to watch. Yeah, yeah. I think it was Robbie Koenig, the, the you know former South African doubles player and commentator now, who said that sports is the greatest reality television there is. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's so much going on that, you know, it's it's just great. And I just love seeing the skills that, you know, every sport um, possesses and, and what the players potentially have to do to, to get where they are and, and kind of hearing their stories and, and just kind of appreciating it. Yeah. What, what, what's your, uh, what are your favourite sports outside of tennis? 
Oh, I mean, you have to watch rugby, yeah? Yeah. Uh, sometimes that's tough when you're over, overseas and the time zones aren't, aren't working out that great. Um, but, I mean, I watch some of the basketball, the NFL, a little bit of soccer. Yeah. Uh, literally, if there's something on the TV with it, um, I'll, I'll sit down and a few hours will pass and I'll be still be watching yeah, it. If there was a, a Tiddlywinks Pro League, you'd be on it. I would be, for sure. <laughs> Good stuff, man. Um, what, what is the plan from now for you until, I guess, uh, the ASB Classic? How does that work? Yeah, so just practising the next uh, few weeks, practice, gym. Um, and then actually the week before ASB, I head over to Adelaide and, and play a tournament there. And then uh, Jamie and I, we come back here. Um, and, and fingers crossed things go well and then head over to Melbourne uh, and be ready for the Aussie Open. Are you going to be all business when Jamie's here or are you going to have the opportunity to sort of show him a few things? I think we'll have time to be able to, you know, give him a bit of experience. I don't think he's actually played the tournament here before, so he's already, uh, you know, sent a few questions about different things. Uh, so, yeah, I think... Um, he's coming with his wife and his young child also, so I think they would be keen to get out and, and kind of experience a little bit also. Yeah, they, are they going to DOS with you, or has he got his own place? <laughs> no, no, he, he was looking at Airbnb, so he was asking general areas what would work and, and that, so uh, yeah, we'll see what he comes up with. Yeah, indeed we will. Hey, Mike, really appreciate you coming in the studio, mate. It's great to chat to you and meet you face-to-face -face for the first time. We've talked to you, I don't know how many times on the phone, so uh, great to meet you and really appreciate you coming in, mate, and, and, and best of luck with Jamie, the new season, and, and the ASB. Awesome. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, anytime. This is The Serve on SENZ. Thanks to One New Zealand, an official sponsor of the ASB Classic, on in Auckland this January. There you go. That is Alicia Parks, one of the up-and-coming American players on the WTA. She has just won the Anjou uh, 125 title, which is uh, in, in France. Uh, that is a 10-match winning streak she's on now. She beat Annalena Friesen 6-4-4-6-6-4 um, to lift her second WTA 125 trophy in as many weeks. She was at Andorra La Valle last week, and she's uh, now cracked the top 100 as a result. Just 21, and not only is she doing well there, but she is also doing pretty well in the doubles because shortly after she won the singles, she returned to the court and she got the doubles title. Um, her and Zhuang Shei, who she actually beat in the first round of singles, they played together in the doubles. And uh, they beat a top Czech pair in just 61 minutes, 6-2, 6-2. So uh, keep an eye out for that name, Alicia Parks, a uh, real tennis name to keep an eye on. She is coming through and uh, looks like she has got the goods. Now, Emma Raducanu, um, who is coming here for the ASP Classic, uh, has said that her biggest goal in 2023 is to be more injury-free. She'd also like to show more consistency. I mean, she's 20, so let's give the kid a break. Uh, but yeah, uh, and it would be good. Uh, she has hired Andy Murray's strength and conditioning coach, Jez uh, Green, as well. So she's been working really hard in this in the gym. This is what she said. Can't quite believe we're at that stage again. Last 12 months have just gone so fast. My biggest goal in 2023 is to be more injury-free. I want to stay healthier longer. This year, the demands of the tour, going from having no training or stamina being thrown into competing at the top level, my body has struggled. 
So I'll be working hard to keep my body in good shape and improving. If you want a resolution, it's probably to be consistent. Put the work in day in, day out. Raducanu hasn't won any titles since the 2021 US Open. Be interesting to see what she can do uh, this year. And she had, uh, Logan, uh, a message for the uh, for the English uh, football team that d- didn't do them much good, but she did. Hey team, good luck tonight. I'm really looking forward to watching you later. You've done amazingly well so far and we're all really proud. There's such an amazing atmosphere back home and yeah, we're all cheering you on. Yeah, there you go. Uh, so she, she, I don't know if it was Awkward. quite the kiss of death, but uh, yeah, that didn't work, did it? That didn't work. Hopefully she's, uh, she has more like her in her own career. Rather, uh, yeah, Maybe if she can get Harry Kane to send her a message. What do you reckon, uh, potentially? Yeah, hey, maybe uh, she can encourage Harry Kane to come down to New Zealand as well and check out the ASP Classic while uh, she's down here. Yeah, exactly. I've, I've heard worse ideas. Hey, um, there's a, also this year there's an ASP Classic playoff tournament. Uh, basically, the top New Zealand players, instead of just somebody getting handed a wild card, will play off for that tournament. And Kelly Evenden, who is... Um, uh, the new Davis Cup coach for New Zealand has been talking um, about this and saying that you know there's um, uh, it's a great opportunity for players because it's the, of that time of year and it's good for him too as the new Davis Cup coach to get a, a look at a few. Uh, there has been some news that Ruben Statham's not going to enter the Challenger tournament uh, or sorry the playoff tournament because he's playing a Challenger in Numea that week, um, but he has. Uh, issues, which should we say, with Tennis New Zealand, saying that he wouldn't have entered the playoff tournament even if he wasn't playing in Numea, uh, and he has recently refused to play for New Zealand in their Davis Cup tie against Finland in September as well. So a little bit of drama there, but hopefully we can uh, get to uh, see uh, the best Kiwis playing here in that play-in tournament. Kelly Evenden did see it, say it's uh, great to see them go up against each other. They know that if they win it, they're basically guaranteed a place in the Davis Cup team to play singles. So that's a no-brainer. That's referring to the men's players. He said, having seen the guys um, play each other in something that's meaningful, you get to see what they're made of. I'm hoping to see some knockout matches with guys going toe-to-toe. It's going to be really character-building, and hopefully we will have Kelly Evenden on with us next week on The Serve. It is time for the latest in news and sport with Johnny Mack. When we come back, David Long joins us from stuff.co.nz. This is SENZ with Ricardo. The serve One New Zealand is an official sponsor of the ASB Classic on in Auckland this January. Uh, and we have an opportunity for you to watch the ASB Classic from a corporate box with hosts Izzy and Daisy Dag. Thanks to One NZ as well. Just text tennis to double eight double three to be in to win. And uh, if we call you, then we have a. Uh, uh, a quiz for you. Get through the quiz and you're in that draw. Joining us now to talk tennis, particularly the ASB Classic, is David Long from stuff.co.nz. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Ricardo. How's it going? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. I enjoyed your uh, your piece with uh, Kelly Evenden, the new uh, Davis Cup boss. Uh, it, it seems for me, uh, I know it hasn't been universally popular amongst players, but this play-in tournament for the wild card uh, seems to make sense for, for, from his point of view, at least. Yeah, I think so. It's an interesting, um, you know, it's interesting comments that Kelly said about it that it puts a lot of pressure on these players. That um, you know, one of them is going to have to step up and, and win it. Um, and not, not, you know, it's an opportunity that these players very rarely get uh, as they travel around the world to play um, a TP or WTA tournament in, in singles. Um, I did hear that the tennis is in. They would, um, you know, they were sort of looking at the, what the best way of doing it, and they were sort of thinking whether 
well, they give it the wild cards out to the players who perform the best in the um, the ITF tournaments that are going on at the moment in Wellington and Tauranga. But then they really thought that you know the draws could be tough on a player and it might not be um, um, might not you know be as fair. So they decided to go with this playoff tournament. And it's a round robin one. And sorry, no, it's it's a, it's a straightforward um, you know draw draw one. I remember many years ago in like 2005 or 2006, they did have it as a round robin. And uh, there was all sorts of shenanigans going on there where um, people, players who, who lost an early match and realised they were out would, would tank matches against their mates so to help them get through and stop other people getting through. And it got very, very nasty and lots of uh, name-calling on during that. But um, the straightforward knockout, I think it's, um, it's going to be very, really good. And I think it's going to be you know, pr- pretty exciting tennis that you'd see in it. Yeah, it should be, mate. I'm really looking forward to it. And, you know, for Kelly, this is effectively a trial for his Davis Cup team, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, I heard you just um, read out what he said to me uh, um, the other day about, um, you know, whoever, whoever wins the singles is uh, they're pretty much guaranteed a place in, in the Davis Cup team against um, uh, Bulgaria in February in, down in Christchurch. So, um, it, it, you know, it's a great opportunity for him, him to have a look at these players, um, you know, being based in Seattle. He does try and see some of the the, the guys who are over there in college um, when he, when he can, but um, you know usually he's just working with the, the guys that are in the Davis Cup team already. In terms of guys that we should uh, look out for, mate, I don't know if the the playing tournament's going to be televised. It'd be great if it was. I mean, who who are who are some of the up and coming players that maybe aren't household names like a Mike Venus that we should look out for? Yeah, well, I think you'd have to say the favourite would be um, Ajit Rai, who's um, well, I think he's only like, um, although um, Ruben's got a protected ranking, he's um, not far behind him. He's in the, like the, um, he's in the five twenties uh, in the, um, in the world rankings. Um, there's Finn Reynolds as well, who's he's been doing some good stuff in college, um, and he's been he's been playing well lately. And also, um, um, uh, I can't remember what his first name is now. Kaya Panu. Um, He's, he's from the Wellington area, and he's he's a bit older now. I think he's like 25, um, and he's but he's been having um, some very good results lately, and um, certainly seems to have he's a bit of a, a bit of a late bloomer. But I think he's he's looking pretty pretty good now with way for his we have his tennis. He's, yeah. he's 6.54 in the world, so he's not too far behind the other behind yeah. a Jeep. And, and most of these guys are playing in the ITF, right? The the tournament that uh, run or the uh, the tour that runs under the ATP. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, most of these guys, you know, occasionally they might get a get uh, get a play in a, in a um, ATP challenger, but most of the time they're they're battling away on the ITF circuit, which is which is pretty grueling. You're, you're traveling around the world, staying in pretty you know poor accommodation, earning very little money. Um, but it's the it's the the pathway that um, that many players have got to go through to. Make it to the top. Yeah, yeah, indeed. A lot of them have to go through that. I mean, there's a there's a mix of that and a mix of guys playing college. You'd have to think the guys on the ITF um, probably maybe a bit mentally stronger. Is that how you'd look at it? Yeah, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, guys, a guy like um, Isaac Beecroft, who um, who you know had a, had a handy career in, in juniors, and he's been playing um, um, you know uh, at a high level of, of um, tennis at college in the states. He's He's been progressing well, and I know there's, there's um, um, you know, there's high hopes for him. Someone like George Stoop, uh, I don't think he would be able to get into the tournament because you do need to have some ATP points. But he's an, he's, and again, he's another player who's done well in coming through college. And and really for for New Zealanders, it's the only really only way that you can you can make it is to go to college for four years there, 
Um, where we are in New Zealand, unless you've got incredibly rich parents, um, the cost of you know going out on the circuit and constantly being based in Europe or the States is just um, you know so prohibitive. If you've got to go through all that period um, where you're still learning the game and, and you're having to cover all the costs yourself. Yeah, right. Okay, mate. Um, what about the women's side of the draw? I mean, uh, you know, we know about Erin Rootliff. She's currently ranked 31st uh, by the WTA in doubles. No doubt she'll be here mm-hmm. playing doubles. I don't know if she's going to be here uh, uh, as a singles player as well. Um, who else should we be looking out for from a Kiwi point of view uh, on the women's side of things? Yeah, I think the women's is going to be very interesting. Um, you mentioned Erin. As far as I understand, she is going to play singles as well. Um she, I mean, she's sort of, um, she went into doubles and she specialised in that now and she's managed to get a good career for herself in it. Um, I did say to her at Wimbledon this year, um, you know, with you playing so well, would you have another look at doubles and, sorry, at singles? And and, so, and she said, yes, she would have a look to try and do it. She feels she's, she's playing better now than when she stopped playing singles. Um, so, you know, and it's, but, but rarely does she get the opportunity to, to have a go at singles if you're travelling around the world in doubles draws and you can't get into the same tournament for your singles. So she, you know, would be really interested to see how she goes. Um, the other ones are Paige Horrigan, who's coming back from a very lengthy injury, Valentina Ivanov, um, who has been in the college in the States, and uh, Vivian Yang, who um, had a, a, a fairly surprise win over um, uh, Valentina in the Wellington Open, um, which just finished up this weekend. Um, and Vivian, she's um, she's won, I'd say, we try to say that Tennis New Zealand have got... Um, got very high hopes for they've invested a lot of time and money into her over her over career she's um she's next year's her final year as a junior um she's quite an aggressive player not your normal sort of um i guess uh young woman woman player who's you know has been more sort of consistent she does go for her shots um and i think she could be um she could be one who's, who's causes some upsets in this tournament yeah, all right. We'll look, at, look forward to seeing um, them kick off. I mean, the strength of the tournament, I think, um, you know, Nicholas Lamprey, I know you talked to him, you did a story which is on stuff.co.nz uh, just on the weekend, has is, is done a, a really good job, um, you know, sort of, and, and has kind of put his own stamp on this. I think that, that's always a worry when you get somebody like Carl Budge who's uh, done this job for so long and done such a good job of it as, as the next person coming in and, and being able to, you know, sort of continue that work on. Yeah, that's right. It certainly was the worry, you know, um, you know, with Carl had, had really sort of stamped his mark for the tournament and made um, made it so popular amongst amongst the players around the world. And you know, not only have, having a new tournament director come in, um, but also going two years without the tournament, you know, it's, it was a, it did seem like a you know a couple of significant hurdles that he had to overcome. But he's managed to pull together, a, you know, pretty impressive uh, draw. Um, it, you know, you can't really compare it to. Um, to Brisbane, which is on the, oh, Adelaide, sorry, on the same week, which is a uh, um, WTA 500 tournament, so it has a lot stronger players. But even so, you know, to get players like Coco Goff, um, 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 Emma Raducanu, and um, Leila, Holland, Leila Fernandez, I think, you know, it's, it's a very impressive field. Yeah, yeah, very impressive field. And the thing that, you know, this tournament's always prided itself on is. Uh, as finding those up and coming players who are going to be the next superstars, and, and, and we get to see them here before they break. And you, you looking at the stats around um, Linda and Brenda uh, Fruvertova um, out of, out of the Czech Republic. I mean, they look like either of those two could be that next player, or even uh, you know the next Williams sisters type thing. The way that they've been going in their uh, in their careers so far, it's still only what fifteen and seventeen. 
Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, um, Nicholas was telling me he, they already, when they were like 10 and 12, they already had like Adidas and the other Nike or whatever are chasing after them and, and agents. So um, it's very, very, you know, in that way, it's very similar to what happens with Torino and, and Venus early on in their career. But they both, you know, um, both having a fantastic season. It's difficult to know at this stage, um, you know, which one might end up being the better player. Uh, and, you know, as we've seen so often, um, you know, players show a lot of promise at early age, but then sort of fizzle away. But I think with these two, you could, you could safely say that they're both, you know, still looking, you know, impressive in, in how they're going. Yeah, yeah, 100%. I mean, I think is it Brenda's the, the, who's got the wild card? Um, she's unbeaten in 25 matches straight, and I think she's only dropped two sets in that time. Yeah, that's right. I mean, they were in ITF tournaments, which are the tournaments we we spoke about earlier, so they mm. weren't against, um, you know, really high-ranked high, high ranked players. But even so, at the age of 15, to be going to, to, to be doing things like that, it's, it's, um, it's pretty incredible, and it shows, you know, um, a very impressive mental strength that she must have to go out there and to play against these older players and, and get the results. It's, um, yeah, a very good time for others. So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, I've been talking to people, um, Dave, around this tournament and, and sort of asking them for memories. Had Mike Venison before as well. I mean, you've covered this tournament forever and a day. I mean, what what would your, you know, sort of favourite memories of, of covering this tournament be? I think I'd have to say a favourite probably of all time was um, when Marina Rakovic beat um, Viras Vonareva back in in 2008, it was a sort of, you know, for those people who have been following tennis, Marina was the was the big hope um, um, for for a while, and she was a clearly standout player in New Zealand. And then for them to go on and beat um, a player, player of Fonareva uh, stature, um, who might have been top 20 in the world or something at the time, but she definitely was a top 10 player. You know, to beat her on centre court with uh, with pretty much um, you know. Like, whole nation watching it it was it was a sort of a breakthrough moment for Marino and I think for the tournament in as well and, and, for, and for tennis in New Zealand to, to finally have a player um at that level with a New Zealand flag next to name I mean sad, sadly there hasn't been anyone in singles since Marina and you know we're still that search continues but I, I just think that it was just an incredible occasion that that afternoon I remember it's a pretty hot day and for her to go and win um seven six in the third it was um you know a very special moment I think yeah, good stuff, David. Thanks very much for coming on, mate, and having a chat. And keep up the good work at stuff.co.nz covering the tennis too. Yeah, great stuff. Thanks a lot, Charlie. Cheers. Thanks very much. Uh, David Long there with us. It is a quarter to 12 here on the serve with One New Zealand, an official sponsor of the ASB Classic on in Auckland in January. Double eight double three is our text number. Text us through if you are keen to play. What are you? Uh, you cannot be serious. You cannot be serious. If you want to play that, text us now. Double eight double three double eight double three, or you can call us on 0800 150 811. Your chance to be hosted by Izzy and Daisy Dag. Thanks to One New Zealand. Zealand at the ASB Classic in a corporate box. So text us through now, double eight, double three. You cannot be serious. Uh, Kevin from Cambridge with us. G'day, Kevin. How are you? Good, Ricardo. Yourself? Yeah, thanks. Yeah, good, thanks, mate. You fancy uh, being hosted in a corporate box with Izzy and Daisy Dag? Thanks to One NZ, mate. Oh, sounds awesome. It does, doesn't I it? Love a, I love a day on the punt. My wife thinks Izzy Dag's pretty cute, so what could go wrong? 
Yeah, well, what could go wrong? That's a great question. Uh, let's find out. Let's find out. So we've got three true or false questions for you, mate. Three true or false questions. Are you ready for the first one? Well, as long as we're not too hard yet, give well, it a go. Have you been listening? Have you been listening to the serve this last hour? Off and on. All right. Oh, we... off. Yeah. yeah, all the answers are there, mate. All the answers are there. Here's first question for you. Kelly Evenden is our current Davis Cup captain. So talented, it's beyond a joke. So talented, it's beyond a joke. Does that about sum you up, Kev? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Here's question two for you. Kiwi tennis player Erin Rootliff is in the WTA's top 30 ranked doubles player. False. So talented, it's beyond a joke. Yeah, well done. It was it was it was a tight one. She's ranked thirty first. So uh, well done, Kev. You threw to the final hurdle, mate. Uh, Davis Cup champions Canada beat Australia in the final. True or false? Say the question again. Davis Cup champions Canada beat Australia in the final. True or false? Oh, I see the champions. Oh, you want to know who they beat? Radio, right, yeah, gotcha. Uh, I'll have to go uh, true. So talented. It's beyond a joke. Oh, look at that, mate. You're an expert. Wow. Two of those were guesses, so lucky day. <laughs> well done, Kev, mate. Congratulations. You're in the draw. Uh, you could win yourself uh, a double pass to a corporate box hosted by Izzy and Daisy Dag, thanks to 1NZ. Well done, mate. Thank you very much. Cheers, uh, Kevin there with us. We'll have another chance to get in the draw next week here on the serve. Thanks to one New Zealand sponsor of the ASB Classic on in Auckland this January. A couple of minutes away from midday uh, here on the serve. Thanks to 1NZ. Uh, staff, you'd, you'd have been across, uh, along to a few ASB Classics slash Heineken Opens in the past. Yeah, I've been to a lot. Yeah, it's a fantastic event. Favourite memory? Um, probably nothing to do with tennis. I was actually I was actually there one year that um, Marina Rakovic won a quarterfinal, I think. Yeah, that was David Long's favourite memory. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was fantastic. Yeah, yeah, superb. Yeah, and also getting, um, you know, getting to meet Venus Williams and uh, Serena Williams was just amazing too. And Caroline wasn't the Aki. It's a, it's funny. It's the woman's side of the draw that I've always got the biggest kick out of. You know, yeah. I find it easier to watch live because the ball's not going a million mile now. Yeah, um, and they f- I feel like they give a lot more back to uh, the fans. And David Ferrer, the number of times he came down as well, he was fantastic. Yeah, no, he was great, David Ferrer. Um, what do you got? Speaking of fantastic, what do you got coming up after? <sighs> what have I got coming up? Um, we have got Glenn Ashby on the back of them breaking the world record yesterday for the land yacht speed record be talking to him Mike Riley who for 40 years has been the voice of Ironman um, did his last one in the weekend he's retiring so he's in New Zealand he's leaving tonight so we're going to quickly grab Mike Riley bit of a legend and Tom Deeson out of Sydney Morning Herald he's a rugby and cricket writer lots to talk about with him yeah heaps to talk about mate and midday madness midday madness goes a little bit like I want to know why Kiwis are so connected to the England football team mm, Okay, what is it because yeah. we don't like the cricket team, we don't like the rugby team, but we connect with their football team. What is it? <laughs> Depends where you're from, I think. Uh, mm. We had a few texts through on that actually earlier today. So, oh, yeah. well, they can call then. They can call. Yeah, there you go. Brian, Dino, uh, your, your opportunities to give uh, staff a call on 0800 150 811 for Midday Madness.